Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is the Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to the Chaser Report. Dom Knight with Sammy Shah once again. Charles is travelling, but will join us remotely. He reckons, Sammy, that despite travelling around LA, having power meetings with with various people, he reckons he's going to make time to do the podcast. I mean, I'm sceptical. No, he is But I, I like that he at least tried to tried to convince Listen, that he's going to do it. So The next time we hear about Charles is going to be some tabloid article about some famous actor that he, actresses he is sleeping with, Hollywood celebrity, and we'll see him on the red carpet for some event. Um, and then, you know, two months after that, they'll find him out for a fraud and kick him back here. So yes, you know, we're not going to hear shit from Charles for a while. I'm imagining, I don't know if you remember the time that Australian comedian Scott Dooley managed to convince Charles, Char- who used to work on The Chaser, by the way, so Dooley's from Triple J and then from Oh, Nova. I didn't know that. Dooley's yeah, yeah, used yeah. to work with us um, back in the day. He at one point somehow became Charlie Sheen's best friend during the time when Charlie Sheen was really going off the what? really going off the <laughs> the rails and um doing the tiger the, blood the tiger and all that blood stuff phase? yeah that, during that phase Dules was his best friend i remember though like charlie would would post things like scott you know sheen and Dules epic forever and it was a very strange period. I'm imagining <laughs> Charles getting in that situation, only he's the Charlie Sheen. Yes. And we might have to send Dools in to yes. save him. I think Dools is still <laughs> over there. Anyway, so yes, stay tuned for Charles. I don't know. There's probably a, 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 a fringe Kardashian who can feature uh, somewhere in the piece. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that mm-hmm. goes. We'll get into things in just a second. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. That was an ad break you could have avoided by going to chaser.com.au slash podcast. If you've already done that, sorry for crapping on about it once again. Um, anyway, Sammy, you, you've just had uh, some test results, which we should get into. Yeah, so I did something. Um, I, I, have you ever done your DNA testing? You know that that Ancestry.com stuff? I had never have because, I mean, the, the problem with me, Sammy, right, is that my DNA mm-hmm. almost certainly consists of different bits of the United Kingdom and specifically, actually, Great Britain. I don't have Ireland, which is the, the kind of lyrical, lovely bit of, the, the, of those islands. I'm talking about I've got Scottish, I've got Welsh, and I've got majority English. And as the more I've looked into it, the more English I am and the less Scottish and Welsh I am. <laughs> And I thought that was the best bit of me, really. So I don't want to know because unless the DNA test can can somehow tell me that, I don't know, there's something else in the mix there. Mm-hmm. I am very hairy. So there's a theory that there might be a bit, a bit of Spanish or something. You know what? I should do it just in the hope of being slightly less boringly British because it's just the dullest culture you can possibly belong to. Like, you know... Where the cult- I, I mean, you, you guys came up with you guys came up with cricket and, and tea and spotted dick. And, but we didn't and, come up with know. tea. We stole tea. <laughs> We, I mean, tea is a thing that the British are best known for, and they didn't even invent it. They just basically took it through their empire, right? But that's but that's all cultures. I mean, the Italians stole pasta. They think it's theirs, mm. but actually it came from China. And, and yeah, but they, but, Marco you know, Polo. They made, they made it great. 
They mean, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So we have tea, um, uh, a way of making you know boring hot water slightly more flavoursome. There you go. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then uh, the subcontinent then took it back with chai, which is far better than regular tea because they that add I agree with. they I add agree ginger with. and cardamom and you know other things that are not just yeah. tea leaves. So, you know, well played, well played. Anyway, no, so my DNA <laughs> test results are likely to be incredibly boring, but I should check just in case there's a, an X factor in there that makes me less there's white bread boring. There's always an X factor. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, my X factor is what isn't there, I think. Um, so basically, okay, so here's the thing. So, um, 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 we, you know, every family has their, you know, the ancestors, the relatives who are like, well, from our, your dad's side, you're this, and from your mom's side, you're that. Mm. And so from my dad's side of the family, we've always been told, uh, that we are descended from the Prophet Muhammad. That oh. basically, if you trace our ancestry back far enough, we go down to the Prophet Muhammad's um, cousin, um, his uh, like his descendants, and we at one point we were you know, there's a king of Yemen who was one of our ancestors. And is that why you're a Shah? To spread Islam. We know that the Shah is the king, right? Okay. This, yeah, the, the Shah is from king, and Sayyid means descendant of the Prophet. Right. right. So that's what we were always told. There's a whole genealogy and lineage trees tracing it all back very accurately, and we've always been told this thing. From my mom's side of the family, I was told that we have, um, we started off in Iran in, as Persians and um, we were horse traders for a long time. And then we moved across to South India, to Bangalore. And um, and then in the end, ended up in Pakistan. So that's, you know, the, my mom and dad's side. Of the I mean, the, the, the mother's side sounds a little bit less likely to cause Plausible? disappointment. Yes. <laughs> if you go fishing around in your lineage, it seems a little bit less likely that your mum's side is going to be the one where you go... Wow, we've really been kidding ourselves for, for centuries. Yeah, so you basically picked up on what I'm foreshadowing subtly over here, right? In that, so I got curious and I finally did my DNA test. I, I told, I went to ancestry.com and I, I they send you a thing, you that spit in a cup. It's mm. not that, yeah, it's not, it's not that different from getting a rat test these days. G- give me one second, I've got to shut the door because there's a crying baby and I don't need to hear mm-hmm. about my descendants. Okay. <laughs> It's not that I don't care about my child. It's just that I care about podcasting more. You understand, Sammy? Anyway. Of course, as you should, as mm. any reasonable parent should. Um, and so we went and got the uh, DNA. T- I went and got the DNA thing done. And the results came back. And so I am, I'm just going to tell you the full breakdown. Right. 83% North Indian. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9% Central Asia and South Asia. Um, which basically covers the region of Afghanistan, Tajikistan, and Pakistan. Right. Um, 5% Southern Indian, 2% Anatolia and the Caucasus, which is Turkey, Georgia, Armenia, and 1%... Iranian Persian. Oh. Now, missing missing from all of this is anything even vaguely resembling the Arab regions. It doesn't have Saudi Arabia, it doesn't have Oman, it doesn't have Yemen, it doesn't have Kuwait, it doesn't have Syria, it doesn't have any of the places that my ancestors and my relatives have all been patting themselves on the back for being from. So, it turns out I am basically 98% Indian. And a little bit of Iranian sprinkled in or Persian sprinkled in on top of that, which is cool as shit, except now I don't want to be the one who tells my family. So I've had to keep shtum about this because I don't want to break all the collective hearts. They already hate me for being um, a blasphemer. I can't add to the things that they hate me for. But 
But saying it on this podcast um, is a completely safe space, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one, my, no, no one in my family listens to the podcast. So basically, like, it actually breaks it down by parent. From my dad's side, it is just Indian and Indian. From my mom's side, it is, you know, a little bit of Indian, a little bit of Persian and Iranian, a little bit of Anatolia and the Caucasus, stuff like that. So, right. So the mum's side has been traveling around all over the place and picking up the odd extra gene pull along the way. Yes. Yes, and 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 you know that that just means they're sexier on my mom's side, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> How much does this cost? What, what's the what's the price of disappointing your your forebears? Ooh, what is, is like the a couple price hundred of bucks? My forebears, I guess. I guess a reevaluation of this sense of self importance. Mm. Because no, I, I remember you saying that you know you were of royal lineage, um, which is I mean look, when you do <laughs> hear someone say that. I mean, generally speaking. You know, if you're reading New Idea or whatever, you know that they definitely are not, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just automatically assumed. But in your case, I was willing to, you know, give you the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I appreciate that greatly. Uh, I do think I was telling some of my friends uh, in Pakistan about this, and they all said they said they said, look, it makes sense if you were descended from the Prophet Muhammad you would easily be the worst descendant that the founder of Islam could ever have hoped to have had. <laughs> so it's probably yeah, just as well that you aren't. I'm imagining that it's actually quite unusual if you are one hundred percent Indian on your on your dad's side. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually not necessarily very common to have that unambiguous a result. <laughs> I know. Right? You know. You know what it is. All it means is what it means is that my ancestors were Indian, were Hindu Indian, and at some point they converted to Islam, and that was yeah. It. But it sounds like the ones who converted to Islam wanted to kind of big up themselves. A so I'm bit. pretty confident. Uh, I, I'm no expert, but I'm pre- my understanding is pretty much that the Prophet Muhammad did not have many Indian Hindu descendants. Is that yes, true? it turns out not that, known that, for that might be true. <laughs> hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Chaser Report. Less news, less often. So what has this done to you? Is, are you do you not know who you are anymore? No, it, you know what I mean, it's done? Do you feel differently I, about India, really, for instance? It's really, it, it, Okay, so I'm Pakistani. I was born in Pakistan. I grew up in Pakistan. Pakistan didn't exist as a country until 1947. And, mm. and you know, and the distinction, like, you know, we, you know, we obviously Indians and Pakistanis speak the same language. They have the same music, yeah. the same food, the same everything. There's a political division. But that political division, year by year, generation by generation, grows wider. And never the mm. twain shall meet becomes more and more the attitude but now looking at this it gives me that sense of understanding of hey my ancestors go back to the indus valley civilization one of the oldest civilizations in the world um and 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 that's kind of cool you know that i come from this land of unbroken heritage and and connection and dignity and all those things and it just makes me more sad that i cannot visit india because I would like to go to the places where my people 
originated and traveled through, the, you know, I've never been to Bangalore. Um, I've never been to New Delhi or Mumbai. I've never been to Lucknow Ironically, or... I've been to all those places <laughs> as the least Indian person imaginable. And not only that, Sammy, but I'm, um, by, by virtue of having, of having married um, an Indian woman, I'm eligible for the status of overseas citizen of India. I know! Um, if I apply, you get a special, it's, it's what you get that gives you permanent right of abode in India. Mm-hmm, you can't mm-hmm, own property mm-hmm. and stuff, but basically any, any person who can trace their heritage back there has the right to that or their spouses, except for you, Meanwhile, who I, are I can't literally an overseas citizen of India. No, because when you apply for visas, they're incredibly keen to make sure that you have no connection to Pakistan. Yep. They'd much rather you come from Australia than mm-hmm. from Pakistan. It's very sad. I mean, I remember reading the forms and thinking, this is, are they, are they really keeping everyone out from Pakistan? This is, this is quite tragic. Yeah, so because my, even like I have dual citizenship. I'm an Australian citizen and a Pakistani citizen. Um, mm. And so, but even if I give up my Pakistani citizenship tomorrow, my parents are still in Pakistan. I was born in Pakistan. I will never, like at least until the government changes in India and goes back to the Congress party, which isn't happening for a long time. I just can't get access to it, which kind of sucks because I would really like to see parts of India. I think it's kind of, you know, would be cool to go there. That's, a, that's an incredible show, man. I, I went to Varanasi, which is supposed to be the, the oldest You're just rubbing it in now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the oldest continuous. Well, look, as, as someone with a little bit of Indian experience, Sammy, I just want to just educate you about India. Um, it's supposedly the world's longest um, inhabited, you know, continuously inhabited yep. city on mm-hmm, the, the mm-hmm. banks of the Ganges there. People go there. And, you know, um, you're supposed to go and die there. If you go and die in Varanasi, you're pretty much guaranteed an excellent Rebirth. reincarnation. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. and it's the only place I've ever had the opportunity to smell burning corpses. Because what happens there, there's so much death in Varanasi, death tourism, that 24-7, the, um, they actually have cremations by the banks of the Ganges. So mm-hmm. I've walked around mm-hmm. as, though, as though at a communal barbecue, except that it was human flesh that was being... Burned in a, a fairly unforgettable experience. I would never would have had the chance to smell burning <laughs> human flesh had I not travelled to the beautiful place that is Varanasi. I don't know if you're the, a the really birthplace good of the Indus civilization for India. I think they can do better than you when it comes to the incredible India campaign right now. <laughs> well, I must say that the I didn't want to rub it in too much, but the we, we did the sunset cruise on the Ganges and the dawn cruise on the Ganges. It was mm-hmm, it was beautiful, mm-hmm. it was mystical. I hope you get to see it. It's bizarre that someone with that. With that heritage, like you should be able to show them the ancestry.com thing. I know, right? That and say, look, qualify me. I'm barely Pakistani at this point <laughs> uh, in terms of my heritage. But yeah, I do, I do like the fact that like some of this DNA stuff is interesting because it just, mm. and I know I get now why so many people are doing it because it does give you this weird, we live in such a world of now, the now, everything is the now and the tomorrow, which is mm. doomed. It is nice to pause and look back and have a sense of connection to what came before. Well, I, I must think. say I'm at the point where I get to find out that I'm not entirely British. It might actually be worth doing. I'm just looking at it now. There's a Father's <laughs> Day sale. It's only ninety dollars, so thirty-four percent off apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to be able to establish that I'm not fully British. I mean, I would be so if I had just the tiniest shred of anything else in the mix. Yeah, I would view my. I'd I would feel so much better about myself. Yeah, give it a go. I you hate being British. It's an awful <laughs> background to have. I hate to say it. I don't know. I don't know why this country was so absolutely caught up on being the same as Britain. Britain is objectively terrible. If you want to feel worse about it, you should listen to the the new podcast. It's called Empire. 
Um, and it's by William Darlimple, who's an excellent uh, historian of um, British mm. colonialism, and Anita Anand, who's a, a ex-BBC journalist. Oh, I think she said it was the BBC. Uh, excellent series uh, tracing basically the, the East India Company's rise and fall in India. Um, and that shit will really make you frustrated with who you are. I read um, a William Darlimple book about um, India once, actually. So that's, that sounds very interesting. Mm. Now, it's certainly true that whenever I'm talking to my in-laws... Um, the, the, let's just say the view of British colonialism is not, it's not a positive sense. It's not, there's not gratitude towards uh, to Britain for what they did there. And, and, and mm-hmm. uh, it's, and I'm kind of sitting there going, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's awkward. <laughs> that's my, that's my ancestors being shit. It must be funny being the, being the British guy at the Indian family get together every now and then. Cause they're still grudges that are held. Maybe, maybe for way too long, but they are held. Yeah. The great thing is that I don't speak Tamil. So when the conversation goes into Tamil, I'm, I'm assuming that mm-hmm. jokes are being made about me or my heritage. And I'm just like, have at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're very welcome. <laughs> All right, interesting. All right, so what have we established? Sammy Shah is, is only Pakistani by birth and, and identification. Well, everyone is Pakistani by birth because it's 1947 Pakistani you have didn't to exist be. before that. Mm. But yes, I am but, 100% no, but, Indian. But your heritage is not... 99% Indian, 1% Persian. Wow. So, like, have you been to Iran? No, I haven't been. And now I definitely can't with all my prominent and popular blaspheming. Our gear is from Ride. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. Thank you very much, Sam. If you want more Sammy, check out News Weekly, uh, Sammy's weekly podcast about the news. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.